We're going to talk about the new normal on this week's Access Louisville podcast. Restaurants, movie theaters, gyms, and other businesses are all closing up around Kentucky and around America. Hunker down for the COVID-19 outbreak. It's going to be a weird one. Stick around. For joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Haley Cawthon. Hey there. Marty Finley. How's it going? And Brooke Timmons. Howdy. Hopefully we sound a little better this week. We're still unable to record in our downtown studio because of the outbreak, but we're trying out a new online tool that came at the suggestion of Louisville Public Media. But that said, let's get back to that intro. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. Guys, haven't you had enough difficult questions? (laughs) (laughs) I know. We'll we'll make this one not so difficult. Uh, So we've been working at home for a couple of months now. Oh, wait, it's only been a couple of days, but it feels like a couple of months. So during all this anxiety and tense, uh, you know, adjustments that we're all making to the COVID-19 outbreak, what's some things you're doing to make yourself feel better? And um, Haley, I'm going to start with you. Okay, so for me, uh, it changes day to day, apparently. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But on Tuesday, I went for a nice long walk in the sunshine and I was like, man, I feel like feel like I'm going to live, you know? And then yesterday, instead of, you know, taking a normal lunch break and uh, taking some time to myself, instead I just, like, polished off half a bag of shredded cheese. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, I don't know. That would make anyone feel better. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I know. They both made me feel better, but one was clearly a better option than the other. So yeah, I'll, get, I'll let you guys ways. decide. <laughs> the, the cheese, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the cheese. Whoa, whoa, what if you just went for a walk while eating a bag of shredded cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone Better. would judge me at this point. I think everyone no. would be like, this is normal. This is fine. I'd see you and I'd be like, I'm social distancing away from her. I don't know. <laughs> um, Marty, how about you? So uh, my son's about to turn one next week. Uh, so he's starting to walk, uh, which is creating a lot of havoc in the household. But... Um, Mm-hmm. I've been kind of practicing with him and been just kind of soaking it in a little bit more after yeah. work each day, practicing, make sure he doesn't wop out too much. Um, <laughs> I've also been, you know, as probably a lot of people are, I've been, you know, watching Netflix and trying to distract myself as much as possible. So Right, right. Um, I watched a few episodes of Altered Carbon the other night, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of problems in the Altered Carbon universe, but none of them are COVID-19 coronavirus. So They're not quarantined, nice. at least. Yeah, there, that was a nice little break from, uh, from reality. So, uh, um, I hate to uh, break it to you guys, but there's some concerning news on Netflix. The EU has urged Netflix to slow down streaming to stop the internet from breaking. So wow. I saw that. I'm like, no, you've got, that's an emergency service. You've got to keep <laughs> right? <I know>. Essential <laughs> services. <laughs> We're all going to be so bored. Um, <laughs> um, Brooke, how about you? What have you been, uh, what have you been doing to cope? Um, so I've resumed eating carbs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm that's just a good like 
plowing through the pantry. I'm like, crackers, Pop-Tarts, give me more. <laughs> yeah. I've abandoned all attempts at self-improvement. Self-improvement has been postponed until July. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, let's make muffins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that's it. All right, so I've been doing a lot of the same things. Um, I won't talk about exactly how much uh, beer I've had in the last couple of days, but, uh, <laughs> but definitely, uh, definitely grabbing a few of those. Um, and then as far as the walks thing, I had this idea of I'm going to hit my step goal every day. I'm stuck in this quarantine. So I got like Fitbit and, um, my step goal is 10,000, which I think is just the default number. Um, and so far I've hit it for the last three days, but yesterday I ended up like at 10 o'clock, just pacing around my house just to get to like the last 500 steps. So hey, uh, I was going to say, it doesn't raining. matter where you are. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just pace around here because <laughs> it was snow. It's ended up raining yesterday, but, um, hopefully we get some, you know, clearer weather for, you know, actually walking outside. Um, but I guess I'll move us on from there. We'll talk about the big, uh, story of the week, uh, to come out of all this and that's the restaurant news basically um i think what day was it marty was it tuesday that bashir tuesday, ordered the restaurants yeah. yeah i think so yeah ordered restaurants to to be shut down in order to quell the outbreak i think this came after a lot of people packed the restaurants over the weekend mm -hmm. um and uh and I bars think and bars and bars yeah over st yeah. patrick's day weekend so i think that kind of made public officials take this step um, it's obviously going to have a huge impact on people at work in that industry. Uh, there's numerous layoffs expected or numerous layoffs have already taken place. We don't even have a number yet because the system's evolving or the situation's evolving so quickly. Uh, so Haley, I guess, what are you hearing from the restaurant people you're talking to? Um, they're hurting in short. Um, I mm -hmm. talked to some that were like near tears because they had to let they had to let go like most of their front of house staff um, because mm -hmm. really that's the only solution to getting them paid is making them file for unemployment Yeah, um, yeah. in this situation. So a lot of them are pretty upset. Um, I heard from a couple that were optimistic that if this is something that just happens for like two weeks or so, um, then like they'll be able to survive and get by. But if it goes, if it goes beyond two weeks, like they're really worried about, the ability of people to, you know, continue to dine, dine, not with mm -hmm. them because they have to mm -hmm. order carry out or delivery, but continue to support them during this time. They don't think it's going to sustain them long term right, or anything right. outside of, you know, the next two to three weeks, because a lot of these are, you know, small independent restaurants. They don't have, you know, deep pockets here um, or a lot built up. So once once rent becomes due and they aren't making the rent payments, a lot of them are just really worried about staying open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, uh, I I had the same thing. You know, people have been or a lot of restaurants have been switching to delivery. And, you know, I just I worry that, that that's not going to keep them afloat for very long, uh, because even if people are, you know, trying to trying to help them out and just doing it, you know, to as a public service to to give them a little bit of income, then, you know, I still can't imagine that that could go on for longer than a couple of weeks. Cause you need, you need to hit your bottom line. You need to pay your employees if you're going to be doing that. And I bet a lot of uh, companies have a hard time. Even One of the uh, restaurants I've seen on social media is naive in Butchertown and they mm -hmm. have laid off most of their staff. 
Um, they're still doing like drive up. They're doing these really cool, like $10, um, box lunches every day. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. have a, a meal set up for lunchtime and for dinner time, and you can drive up and then they're collecting all of their tips, um, and dividing them out to their laid off staff. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's obviously not the same as, you know, a regular pack in the house tip, but you know, yeah. if, if you're looking for an option to support a company, you know, um, you know, you can do that tip, tip, the people as you're picking up your yeah your restaurant yeah. food i was gonna say if you're looking if you're not sure if you're living under a rock i want to say right now um all of the all of the restaurants have been posting on social media the best way to support them there's even been a facebook page that has been generated out of this called uh louisville takeout or something like that i i just yeah. was added to the group yesterday and I have I'm, I'm looking at her right hundreds now. of posts um, mm-hmm. with what people are doing and the unique ways they're trying to add revenue back into their businesses. So, I mean, there's plenty of ways if you want to support and you're unsure how. Um, mm-hmm. If you need direct advice, I, I will gladly talk to you on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you did a story also this week about a relief effort, right, Haley? Yeah, um, so there's a Tell couple a of different... Yeah, there's a couple of different relief things happening right now. So one of them is the Lee Initiative is um, setting up, if you're unfamiliar with the Lee Initiative, I should say it's Edward Lee's um, nonprofit arm, which um, we typically hear about in the sense of them supporting um, young women chefs in their careers. Um, Mm -hmm. But now the Lee Initiative has set up 610 Magnolia as a relief center where they're handing out meals, they're handing out non-perishable food, they're handing out Tylenol, diapers, wipes, um, like stuff that people basically need to get by, especially parents who are working in the restaurant industry. And it's all for workers that have been recently laid off. Um, they just need to provide um, proof of recent employment. Um, and I heard that they serve 240 people on a Tuesday alone. So wow, crazy times. <clears throat> mm-hmm. oh, and uh, the second, the- sorry. No, the second thing is uh, Apron Inc. They also have a relief fund that they're working on. They have $10,000, but they're trying to raise um, some more, obviously, since the need is so vast. But they're trying to give $400 grants to people in, in most need. And they pay directly to, like, the landlords for rent payments or they pay the electric company to keep the lights on or those types of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty, what were you going to say? I was just going to say the Omni actually donated, uh, I think they said six van loads of food to the Edward Lee Initiative uh, because mm-hmm. they are now in, they're below 10% in hotel uh, occupancy. Mm-hmm. So they had all this food that was just going to expire. Right, yeah. That's yeah. another thing. Give me a think about the food waste that's taking place. Um, I was going to say, I think that we're seeing a lot of creative uh, ideas come out of these businesses. Um I saw a local bakery that uh, I think it was Scarlet's on social media is um, putting together little cookie decorating packages. Um, so it's like blank sugar cookies and then um, icing piping bags that you can um, and some sprinkles that you can come and pick up. And if you're looking for an activity to do with your kids, so you're supporting that local business, but also um, there's something to do for your family at home um, because, you know, I, the days are long with your kids at home all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that, that 
<laughs> so I think that there are some creative ideas that these businesses are are finding. Um, another one I saw on social media, this isn't a local company, um, but it was a uh, retail shop that does um, uh, kitchen accessories and stuff like that. And they were making quarantine boxes. And so they were just like uh, stuffing boxes with um, six or seven items that you could buy. I think it was for $75 just to clear their inventory in their store. You don't know mm. what you're going to get, um, but <laughs> everything in their store is fabulous. So I don't know if there's any other local retailers here um, that could cut, you know, kind of copy that idea and start doing some quarantine boxes. This comp- this uh, shop uh, that I follow sold out of them within hours and they keep just putting up more and more and more. And then they started doing smaller boxes um, and, and they've run out of inventory. So um, I think that that might be a cool way to, to get your product out um, during this time. And, yeah. you know, kind of, and it's kind of fun for us as the um, consumers because it, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. It's kind of a surprise. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll also add that the, uh, the community foundation, Louisville Metro United way, and Louisville Metro government, some other nonprofits and corporations have set up a relief fund that's called the uh, One Louisville COVID-19 Response Fund. And uh, it's trying to raise money for uh, individuals and organizations that have been affected by the uh, by the, the outbreak. Uh, so far, I reported last night, uh, sorry, it's I reported Wednesday night, um, March uh, 18th, that... Uh, um, that they had raised $3.6 million already and they're seeking donors. So, uh, if you, you know, if you're interested in, you know, finding a way to give back in addition to the things that Haley and, and Brooke had mentioned, uh, you know, you can go to our website and we have a story about just, uh, this, this new fund that's, that aims to help people that have been uh, impacted by this. So, um, I'll move us on. I'm not going to move us very far though, because uh, we still, <laughs> you know, there's, there's very little else to talk about other than this. Um, so, uh, obviously I just want to talk about the government response a little bit. Um, Marty's kind of been following Kentucky governor, Steve Bashir. He's been uh, Andy on TV. Each day. Oh, sorry. Andy Bashir. <laughs> sorry. Had a flashback to 2013 there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andy Bashir, Steve's son, uh, has been on TV each day talking about the, uh, with the government's response. So what's the latest on that? You watched last night, right, Marty? Yeah. So, um, a few things came out of last night. Um, you know, earlier in the week, of course, we had the number of closures expand. It wasn't just restaurants and bars anymore. Now they're shutting down salons, spas, or they have shut down salons, spas, movie mm-hmm. theaters, sports facilities. Daycare is shutting people, soon, too. Yeah, right? basically, anywhere you can mass congregate uh, in a public-facing way has pretty mm-hmm. much been ordered to shut down. Um, like I said, movie theaters, gyms, those were two of the big ones because people were still packing out gyms. They're still packing out movie theaters. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Bashir has basically been saying, we've, That's we've wild. asked you to, vo- <laughs> we've been asked, we've, we've nudged you, we've asked you out voluntarily to social distance. So now we're going to have to force you. So you're not, because people are not complying. But, yeah. um, so as of yesterday, that was, um, that was Wednesday night. Um, he, uh, he had his latest, uh, presser. Um, one thing that was really interesting was that an eight month old in Jefferson County is tested positive. For oh, coronavirus, yes, all that. that's, which is that's very so unusual. And he explained about that. It's very rare. Uh, mm. It's really not impacting children globally the way it is uh, adults. So uh, the, as we understand it, what he said that the kid is doing well, hopefully will fully recover. But that was a little bit uh, jarring to hear that um, mm-hmm. last night. But 
Uh, as for closures, uh, kind of a, a funny note, um, Bashir had mentioned that apparently there's some bingo parlors that have been very resistant to closing. So <laughs> he pulled all he's pulled all the charitable gaming licenses in the state, which wow. now forces bingo parlors wow. to close. Yes, so I that's have the not heard latest. that one. And he was like shaming one unnamed bingo parlor in Eastern Kentucky. So, uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It will go unnamed. I don't know who it is, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll shame we'll him find a little it. bit. But <laughs> uh, so that's the latest. Um, he was asked about a shelter in place, which we've also heard is a lockdown. Uh, mm -hmm. they, the reporters asked him if that's on the table for Kentucky. He said no, but he said it sounds scary. Uh, shelter in place sounds really scary. Um, it makes it sound like you basically have to go in a in like a cellar or a underground bunker or something. Um, but uh, if it does come to that, it wouldn't be much different than it is now. Um, you can still go to the grocery store. You can still go to the pharmacy. You can still go get essential needs. You can mm -hmm. go outside. Uh, you would just need to um, stay home for anything else, which at this mm -hmm. point, there's going to be nothing else open at the rate we're going, except yeah. pharmacies and doctor's offices and hospitals yeah. and grocery stores. I also stores. read so, that if you have pet needs, like if your pet um, has yeah, an pets, issue, you're, yeah, there's you're some able to get out. Businesses uh, post offices, banks, <clears throat> hotels, um, as you mentioned, pet stores, auto auto repair shops are allowed to stay open because people will probably have auto repairs that are needed um, mm -hmm. as they're going to to and from work. So there are some exempted businesses that are still yeah. open. I actually talked to a couple of hotels, including the Omni. The Omni's, I think they said they're down to ten employees working. They usually have hundreds oh, wow. working. Wow, they have single digits of uh, occupancy. But, um, you know, they're going to stay open because they, you know, they just want to offer that service. If somebody's traveling or something, mm -hmm. they need somewhere to stay. They're going to stay open as, if they can. So, but yeah, mm -hmm. like I said, hotels is one of those businesses, uh, one of the few businesses that is exempted under the closure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like you can't shut down everything, even though there is that risk of transmission. It's like mm -hmm. people have to have access to food, water, internet, um, you know, money. Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. So I'm kind of, you know, as, as much as it, uh, you know, I think would help cut down on the, uh, infection spread. I think it, it would definitely increase the panic <laughs> if we, you know, yeah, right. lost access to food and, and drugs and all the essential things we need, garbage service, that sort, sort of thing. Um, you know, and that's already, I mean, there's already people hoarding like this is the yes. apocalypse, uh, <laughs> which, um, <laughs> You know, you kind of have to be like, "Oh my God, calm down! Some things closed. We're just, we're just gonna take it right. easy for a while." Um, and right. you know, I saw a story from WDRB about gun sales going well, uh, so I'm like, "Oh great, here we go." Um, but uh, you know, I think uh, a lot of a lot of people panic when they see that kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, I get having to close this thing, but hopefully, you know, the government has the sense to keep open those essential things that. That have to be kept open. Um, yeah, and I saw that uh, Kroger's actually, I think, uh, increasing employees by <clears throat> 500 in the Louisville market. Yes. Just because yes. they're getting um, slammed. I put in a click list order yesterday morning, and I can't pick it up until Saturday. 
Yeah, wow. that's what they're doing. Yeah, um, they, uh, uh, as the way I understand it, uh, I, I have an inside source on uh, on Kroger, and uh, uh, <laughs> basically they've they've had to restrict it because there's nothing on the shelves, <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. they they've had to limit their orders. But I think if people, the, I just read a story from the CEO of Kroger saying there's enough food in the supply chain, there's enough toilet paper, even. It's just that people have to stop hoarding it all and and grabbing it right. up and, and going nuts the way they are. I just and keep I, doing like these little micro grocery runs because like I really trained myself to only have enough like supplies for, you know, that week or, you know, maybe a little yep. bit past a week. And so I kept going to the grocery just being like, well, I mean, I don't need all of this. Like I picked up one pack of crackers or whatever. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> that might not get me through two weeks. So I just keep going yeah. on these little micro runs. Yeah. yeah I hadn't been grocery <clears throat> shopping in like a week and a half, like before kind of everything went down. Um, and I went this morning to Meyer, and uh, m- most things were gone. They were working diligently to restock stuff, but of course there's no toilet paper or anything like that. But I thought it was hilarious. I saw a guy walking out in front of me, like on, while I was on my way out and in one hand, he had a loaf of bread and in the other hand, he had a bottle of bourbon. And I'm like, just the essentials, (laughs) don't need a bag. Just (laughs) carrying that out and uh, we'll be all right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm out of bourbon, which is like very un-Kentucky. Oh no, David! I, need to I go have get several some. bottles. If you want to risk your risk yourself well, and come over, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was just I've been thinking this whole time. Like, Man, I better go buy some bourbon. Um, but yeah. I've heard that the st- supply isn't like that low. Like people are not hoarding bourbon like they are toilet paper. No, it was packed at Mark Kroger a couple days yeah. ago. They had so tons good. of bourbon left. Yeah, and I went to Walgreens the other day. Um, and uh, I noticed they had plenty of wine and beer. I don't know if they sell bourbon or not, um, but uh, uh, my the Target in Springhurst does. Okay, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say does, Kroger does. So yep. I'm not I was super say Meyer worried had about a lot that. Of, but. <laughs> Meyer had a lot of uh, alcohol, um, but it didn't have a lot of beer. And the beer that I noticed that was still on the shelf was Coors Light. So I wanted to ask you guys what you thought. You know, you know, apocalyptic world time. What's going to be the last liquor standing? Our beer standing. <laughs> mm, corona. Which one will remain on this <laughs> Corona. <laughs> I think people are buying Corona ironically right now. I Yeah, I was thinking about buying Corona ironically. I was thinking about buying it at Kroger and being like, pardon me, folks, coming through with some Coronas here. Watch out now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one funny story I have from my neighborhood. I went on a dog walk yesterday. And uh, one thing, I passed my neighbor whose garage was open. And he had four cases of Michelob Ultra. And I was like, you poor man, you're going to have to drink four cases of Michelob Ultra. <laughs> and then I passed another just to get a house. Buzz. I, I know. Just, just to get a, to buzz. Get a buzz. Very, That is a very light beer. Um, it is. And I passed another neighbor's house and I heard some like ferocious coughing. And I was like, oh, no. And then I smelled weed. And I was like, oh, he's just smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> the weed cough, yeah. Smoke on, buddy. I saw, uh, I saw a photo from a, I think it was a Kroger in Lexington, a dude come out triumphantly with toilet paper under his arm. He looked like he won the lottery. <laughs> he was yeah. so happy. I mean, I'm here. I put in for my Kroger click list, it was some frozen fruit and some, yeah. uh, some other stuff that I can bake with. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, uh, gosh, I forgot where I was going with that. I'm, I'm sorry. Pl- plenty of toilet paper. 
Uh, but now that I keep hearing these stories, I am getting a little nervous. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> but uh, one funny joke. Brooke, what was the joke about uh, go to CVS? What the receipt. Mean? Was that you? Told me that one. I don't remember. Somebody oh, told go to CVS and use that as the as your toilet paper. Yeah, CVS has uh, hilariously long Insanely receipts. Insanely long, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So if you need toilet paper, just buy one thing at CBS, you'll get a whole roll. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> get a whole roll. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, what do we think of um, the sheer <clears throat> Fisher, how they're handling it? Obviously, Fisher's um, wife was just um, diagnosed with it. Or not diagnosed yeah, with it. That. Tested positive for tested it. Tested positive. Uh, um, mm -hmm. He's been self-quarantined. He's been doing these press um press conferences via Facebook Live. Um, Which I think is setting an excellent example. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. here is the mayor who has put himself into self-quarantine. Um, his wife is now tested positive and he's doing, um, he's still leading the city, but he's doing it um, from video conference from his house. Like, what an excellent yes. example. I have, I um, hold up in a room. It looks like he's in some small bedroom or something. Hold up. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. I also think that Bashir's response has just been so calming and he's just like, guys, we got this. And I mean, he's just kind of, um, I, I really like watching his daily, um, uh, updates and pressers, um, because he just has this calm resolve about it. He is a about calm himself. guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we just need to listen to our leaders. You know, Marty said that he said that right now we're not looking at a shelter in place, but he's asking everyone to stay home and to do um, their part in, in stopping this outbreak. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, he, he, I think we just need to listen to our leadership and, and follow the examples that they're setting. And so that we don't have to have a shelter in place put in. So I have, um, I think like, so New York is talking about it. San Francisco is doing it, the shelter in place. I'm hopeful that, we kind of shut things down before they did. I mean, I think it escalated more before they took the actions that that they took. Um, so I'm hoping that the stuff we're doing this last week, you know, um, when everything kind of seemed to shut down, we kind of shut down our office on Thursday or Friday last week. Friday. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to shut down on Thursday. And then like several people came to work and then um, – and then it was like, no, we're shutting down. <laughs> and, then, and then we ended up shutting down. Yeah, I was one I of those that had not, to leave. So. It, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't go to work because I was like, no, I thought we were shutting down. <laughs> but, um, but now everybody's kind of in the same boat. Like no one's really in our office anymore. Um, what, I, which, what I find interesting about the Bashir response at this point is we live in southern Indiana. So I'm hearing people on the Indiana side said they're watching Bashir's pressers, even though they live here, because he's mm -hmm. so calming. Right. Yeah, just yeah. Like, it makes yeah. them feel better. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, like he, he's very calming. I've seen several memes of uh, about Bashir <clears throat> and the way he's handling this, and they're hilarious. There's one of um, a little Kermit Muppet tucking in a teddy bear, and it's like, here's Bashir, <laughs> here's the rest of us. <laughs> there's another That's one great. of a mouse trapped in between a wall, and he's kind of like doing the thing where one. he's holding his arms up, and one side it's Bash uh, one side is. Um, COVID-19, the other side yeah. is Kentucky, and then Bashir is the mouse holding holding us away from it. They're very funny. Um, but I think funny. that that's really speaking to his leadership through this, yeah. this crisis. It truly uh, is the golden age of memes. <laughs> it truly really is, yes. There's been some Somebody, hilarious ones come out of this whole thing. Too. A friend of mine compared him to Mr. Rogers. 
<laughs> and now I can't stop picturing him as Mr. Rogers. I hope he comes on stage like, one time and changes into a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> like ties his shoes. Flips out his shoes. Yeah, yeah. ties his shoes. <laughs> Hi, neighbor. Hi, team. <laughs> Hi, neighbor. <laughs> um, Huff Poe had a story about Bashir and his I leadership. I saw that. I read that. So, yeah. So it's, he's getting national attention. Um, yes, he's, yeah, he's been held up as like a, an example of how to manage this thing. So how is Eric Holcomb doing over in Indiana? Like I hadn't watched any of his pressers, so maybe he's I don't think he's having any. I've not seen any of his pressers. I know he's, he's, he's made <laughs> he's putting similar out news moves. releases. They've, they've yeah. closed out, they've closed down restaurants and bars about an hour or two after Bashir did, but he's yeah. not been as, uh, as visible. Guess, front and center. He's not been yeah. as visible as Bashir, but a lot of, he's one of the, probably the best in the country governors of being responsive and being, you know, seen every day. I think a lot mm -hmm. of other governors are not doing that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been tuning in. Uh, I do like to tune out of this whole thing yes. uh, at the end of the day and just like, what global pandemic? <laughs> I know. But, uh, I'll, like I'll flip through Instagram and I just have to look for the funnies um, yeah. because, you know, I'm getting inundated with, all kinds of stuff, you know, graphics yeah. and charts and here's how bad it could be. And it's like at the end yeah. of the night, I just have to, I have to laugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We laugh um, so we don't cry. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so uh, I think that's it. Unless anybody else has anything else they want to add. No, I think I'm, I'm good. We've been rambling on for 29 <clears throat> minutes. I just looked at our timer. So uh, I'm, I'm sure the people would like to get back to their lives. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll wrap things up there. Before we do, I'll go around the quote unquote room and people can share uh, what their social media handle so you can find us on social media and follow our latest updates during this thing. And I'll start with Haley again. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BFLewHaley. I'm also on all the other social medias. Just search for my name. All right. Marty. I'm at BFLewMarty on Twitter. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, so I've, been, I've not been posting as much this week because I've been pretty busy with uh, tracking down information, but I'm hoping to ramp that back up a little bit now. So. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Uh, Brooke? So you can find me on Twitter at BFLewBrook. Um, I do make guest, guest appearances. I do check all my notifications. So if you contact me on Twitter, um, I'm there. I'm just not always tweeting. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram, which is where I'm most active. Uh, it's at btimmons26. Um, if you are looking for kind of a, a, a distraction, I post some cooking videos um, on, on St. Patrick's Day. I did cooking for one, uh, poured some Lucky Charms into a bowl. But um, all in, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> last night I posted um, kind of a tutorial on how to make uh, crispy ta taco shells. Um, I, so loved I, the, I loved the hack with the cookie tray and like flattening. Yeah, I, I, that was I cool. saw I saw someone else do it on Instagram, um, and so I was like, oh, I bet a lot of my, my peeps would like this. So, um, so yeah, so it was a crispy taco shell. So um, I'll save that in my highlights nice. if you're interested. Sometimes I don't watch Instagram stories because I have this one friend who posts way too long of Instagram stories, and I'm like, I don't have time to sit through that. Wait, is that so. me? Just kidding. No, it's <laughs> not you. You can, you can just skip you. through. I yeah, can. you can just, like, press through. Can people <clears throat> see if you skip? Just, just ask me no. for a friend. Okay. I mean, they cannot can... see if you. 
they can't see if you skip, but like if all of a sudden you see like, oh, David was watching and then all of a sudden like his head isn't there anymore and the little uh your little icon isn't there and the people who watched it, but it it doesn't really bother me. It's like, all oh, right, well he yeah. was busy. You don't really notice it, but Yeah, um, who cares? Speaking That's of good. Instagram stories, uh Brooke and I have had this conversation before. Y'all need to go and follow John Schnatter because he posts oh, pretty yes. entertaining I'm stuff. Living for it, uh, he <laughs> posted from in front of a crackling fire the other night, <laughs> and uh, he's he's handing out a lot of Papa blesses. Yeah, well, he, we bless. need the world needs Papa blesses at this point <laughs> yes. during this trying time in our nation's history. We need Papa John blessing us. <laughs> <laughs> Has he canceled mass or <laughs> Instagram mass uh, is still on? <laughs> good, good, good. All right. Well, you can find me on social media at BFLU David. I'm also on Instagram at DMAN3001. And I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm just on my name there. So you can find me there too. Um, if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to Access Louisville. Uh, we do have a studio, which we will someday be back in, and we will sound much better. But for now, uh, apologies on the uh, uh, quality. Access Louisville uh, is on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Brooke, Haley, and Marty. And thank you guys for listening at home. And until next time, bye. Bye.